Welcome to Let's Therapy, where we get real and raw about your mental health, faith, and blended family. We're your hosts, counselors, Scott and Vanessa Martindale. Now let's therapy. All right, guys, welcome back to an episode of Let's Therapy. We are Scott and Vanessa Martindale, your hosts today. And just so uh, we get this out of the uh, the way, we want to tell you first, this is not a substitute for counseling or uh, any type of mental health uh care. If you are struggling in any way, we highly suggest that you contact a local therapist or in an emergency. Please contact 911 or 988 for your National Suicide Prevention Hotline. But today we're going to, we're going to dive into, it's funny, as we talk about topics, when we look at the things that that we think affect people, this one uh, is so common that most people don't even think about it, but we're going to talk about alcohol and alcohol abuse. This is just drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as adults, we've kind of we we've kind of moved into a world, and I know a lot of people are kind of in this 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 camp where alcohol could be a part of your daily activity. Yeah, and then slowly, it starts becoming a mental health issue and a substance abuse problem. Yeah. So, if that tweaked your ear as you heard that, then we definitely want you to tune in for this episode because we believe that it's probably one of the most toxic things that you can have inside your marriage yeah, and in your family and definitely your blended family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I know f- just some disclosure here. I grew up in an alcoholic family. Yeah. My, my mother was an alcoholic. Yep. Uh, my father was an alcoholic. I mean, it was just a part of my world. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember some of my first memories being the smell of rum from my mother's drink. Yeah. And... And that was just, it, it was something that greatly affected me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and most people don't know this, but when I was 14, I had a sister who was 17 who was actually killed in a drunk driving accident. So alcohol has been in my history. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you and I did when we first got married is we made it a absolute, just this was not going to be a part of our family. But some people don't do that, and we want to just shed light on this. Yeah. Well, and, you know, alcohol use disorder, it can be mild, it can be moderate, it can be severe. Um, And, you know, some of the signs and symptoms that that can include this, it can be, you know, being unable to limit the amount of alcohol you drink Mm -hmm. socially, wanting to cut down on how much you drink or making unsuccessful attempts. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm not, I'm only going to have one, but then you have, you know, more, um, spending a lot of time drinking, getting alcohol or recovering from Mm -hmm. alcohol use, um, feeling a strong craving or urge for it, uh, failing to fulfill your major obligations at work, school, or at home Mm -hmm. due to drinking, um, continuing to drink, even though, you know, it may cause physical, social work or relational problems. You know, this is where that, it kind of gets into that, uh, you might be addicted stage right there. Yeah. And there's some quantifiables too. So there's some measurements here. So what they say is if you, if you're a man and you drink more than four drinks per day or 14 per week. And if you're a female, three drinks per day or seven drinks per week. So those numbers are, are kind of concrete numbers. Yeah. So if you're on the other side of that and you, you hear those, that could be signs of a bigger problem. Yeah. Well, and even if you, um, you know, another sign can be too experiencing withdrawal symptoms. Mm. So if you notice that you're socially drinking and the next day you're experiencing nausea, sweating, shaking, mm. um, 
you know, these are withdrawal symptoms that your body um, is telling you. Yeah. And also signs of irritability, extreme mood swings. Mm -hmm. You know, this concept of, you know, and a lot of people say, well, I can I drink every day, but I can control that. Yeah. You know, and what you're seeing is, is you can't. And Mm -hmm. over time, the progression happens because what happens with alcohol or any types of substance is what satisfied you one day requires more the next day. Yeah. So you're continually escalating. You know, maybe you started with beer and then Mm -hmm. now you're on, you know, more hard liquor stuff that's having to fulfill the exact same need. No, absolutely. And some of the risk factors, I always like talking about what the risk factors can be because people, you know, they're like, how do you get to that point? Well, it can be steady drinking over time. Like you were talking about socially, you know, you start socially drinking in college and then it's something that carries on into your twenties and in your thirties, starting at an early age, you know, maybe you were exposed to alcohol as a teenager. And, um, that's something that you started to do at an early age, family history, um, the risk of alcohol use disorder is higher for people who have a parent or a close relative who have had problems with alcohol mm-hmm. um, and, you know, depression and other mental health problems. You know, this can re- um, be related to that as well. A history of trauma, um, so- social or cultural factors as well. Yeah. Yeah. We see that culturally. I mean, there are certain cultures that that's just a big part of their culture. Yes. And um and, and, and what we found and what we continue to see, not only through ministry, but also through counseling, is so many people think this is controllable. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll use this word control because I think that's kind of an alcoholic. Yeah. If, if you've met the criteria, you've become an alcoholic, meaning you're, you're reliant upon that and you crave that and you cannot do anything to not crave that. So you're an alcoholic. But what we found in alcoholics is they feel like they can control the situation by maybe just kind of explaining it. Mm-hmm. They can just say, well, are justifying it. Mm-hmm. And and I hear this a lot. Well, you know, I, lo- I work a stressful job and I just need it to relax. Mm-hmm. How many times can you say that before you start taking responsibility for the, the after effects? Yeah. How it affects your marriage, how it mm-hmm. affects your children, how it's affecting your job performance. Mm-hmm. You have to come to a realization that it is the problem, that it is something you have to do something about. You have to seek treatment for that. Yeah. No, that's so good. And, you know, I also grew up in a home where alcohol was very, very present and just the the effects that it had on my upbringing. So, you know, for those listening, you know, in blended families, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe you came out of a relationship where or a marriage where that was a big part of that, you know, and your children are now, um, you know, working through that. And as you've remarried and you've blended your family, you know, you may have a spouse who, um, who drinks a lot and maybe you're a little triggered by that, or you have trauma from that. So, you know, these are things that we, you know, we always talk about in pre-marriage that we need to address and to talk about, like, you know, your social behaviors, you know, things like that, because what we don't want to do is bring that into the marriage or into the blended family. Um, we're ultimately, you know, the enemy can use that to, to, to dissolve a marriage, but also how it can affect the kids negatively. And if they're being exposed to that and 
seeing that and watching those behaviors, you know, the, from what statistics show, the likelihood of them, you know, participating in those type of behaviors when they get mm-hmm. to a certain age um, is prominent. Yeah. You know, I've been counseling for, you know, close to 17 years. And, and I was just, as you were talking, I was just kind of going back through. And I would say probably 90% of the couples that I counsel, alcohol is a prime contributor to their marriage problems. Yeah. I mean, just the, the I'm, I'm replaying stories in my head of arguments and fights and, and situations that got out of control. And they're always prefaced with, we were out that night drinking. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just goes to show you, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to parallel this to the solution, but it just goes to show you inserting alcohol in your relationship. I don't care at what level it is not a bonus to your marriage. It will yeah. not help you. It will only hurt you. Now you may survive a few hurts, but eventually if you continue down that road, you're going to find that it, it is a destroyer of marriages. It's a destroyer of relationships. And the reason that I, I think that, you know, people do this is because they're, they're lost inside. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't, they don't find that wholeness that, 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 that God can provide. They don't find that wholeness that their spouse can provide for them. You know, we talk about supporting yeah. marriages so much, but again, we're selfish people. Mm-hmm. We live a, a selfish kind of demeanor. So when people are not getting fed, they're going out and looking for other stuff. Yeah. And I just, I can't say this enough. I mean, if you want a great marriage, alcohol just does not need to be in the presence. Yeah. It just doesn't need to be there. Well, and there's so many, I mean, just even going back to scripture on this, you guys, there's so many scriptures that, oh, yeah. you know, talk about, you know, you know, staying away from alcohol and envy, drunkenness, you know, things like that, you know, such things will not inherit the kingdom in Galatians, you know, I mean, the Bible is very strict on that, you know, and this isn't to say that, you know, I know, you know, several friends that, you know, they'll have a glass of wine on their anniversary, things like that. But guys, we're really talking about if this is an everyday um, act, if this is an everyday habit that is happening um, you're, you're riding a slippery slope and, um, not only is this going to affect your marriage, but we have to look at our family. We have to look at our children. We have to look at our stepchildren, um, and see how this is going to affect them as well. Well, it destroys families. Um, th- th- there's just no way around that. And I don't want to sugarcoat it. Anybody who's listening to this, it's like on the fence. I, I can tell you without hesitation, it yeah. destroys families. So I want to move into, you know, what to do when you know there's a problem, yeah. because again, we're all about seeking treatment. We're all about having uh, the right people around us. Alcohol is a little different than a lot of disorders that, that affect us. That, you know, as a counselor, you know, we, we own a counseling center called Seven Therapy, and we treat a lot of different types of disorders. Alcohol treatment is, is a little bit more specific. And I think it requires a very specific type of program. Absolutely. So there are counselors, they're called LCDCs, Licensed Chemical and Dependency Counselors. They specialize in that type of uh, either alcohol or dependency type counseling. Yes. And very notable, very popular programs like the 12-step programs. Those programs are available. They're not generally at counseling centers. They're more at specialty uh, counseling places that do those type of 12-step programs. So if you're struggling in this area, uh, one thing is, is 
if you're talking to your partner who's struggling, I want to address this first because I know this can come across very differently. If you're a spouse and your other spouse has an alcohol problem and you want to address that with them, yeah, it's not a situation where you should go and say, you know, you need to do this and you need to do this. And, and, and badgering them like that is probably not going to get the result. Yeah. Versus if you say, hey, when this is happening, I feel this way. I feel further away from you. Our children feel further away from you. Uh, I feel scared for your future. Mm-hmm. I feel um, that, it, you know, it may be a very strong deterrent to our marriage. Yeah. So you're really, you're not attacking that person. You're just explaining to them how you feel. Yeah. Beyond that, once help is, you know, uh, at least accepted, like, hey, I've got a problem. I want to get accepted into a program. Searching out one of those 12-step programs yep. to help you kind of detox. Yeah. You know, if, if, if an actual detox process is necessary, there are inpatient programs where you can go check yourself into a hospital and you can actually get the, that kind of detoxification and then a 12-step program. And then afterwards, we want to recommend that you kind of see a counselor for kind of that maintenance area. Yeah. And you guys, we understand that, you know, as spouses or children of, you know, family members that are going through this, you know, there's support for you as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know growing up, my father is a recovering alcoholic and we went to every, um, every week he went to his AA meetings mm-hmm. um, and my mom would go to Al-Anon's and I would go to Alateens. And um, mm-hmm. so we were getting help and therapy, so to speak, um, uh, through that as well. And, and it wasn't just, you know, treating my dad, it was treating our entire family. Yeah. Um, and so, and it was a really, um, powerful thing that, that, you know, we did as a family, but, um, but it was also a great support for my dad and for us as individuals. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and again, if you're listening to this podcast and you know that this is a problem in your life and it's a problem in your family, uh, know that you're, you're, you're not alone in this. There's a lot of resources out there, but recognizing that this is an issue is kind of that first step talking to your families maybe next step and then seeking treatment and overall we just want you to be healthy we want your marriage to thrive we want your family to thrive and yeah. we also don't want to miss out on talking about something that we know affects it yeah so guys we hope this has helped we hope that if this is an issue you struggle with that you reach out seek help seek guidance and um we're looking forward to seeing you on the next episode of let's therapy you guys have a wonderful day be blessed in all that you do